Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode on the Discussion Point. Today, joining me, I have Fawaz Ahmed, who currently works as a project director and has worked in architectural firms in Dubai for the last 22 years, and has also studied in Anna University, Chennai, India. Hello, Fawaz, how are you? Hello, hi, Ajish. Hello, everyone. How are you? Good, thank you. Good, good. Um, and so today we're going to be discussing all about skyscrapers. And so, Fawaz, why did you choose to study architecture and has your understanding of architecture changed over the last years? Please, could you talk us through that journey? Um, well, as a, as a student in my later school years, I was constantly exposed to uh, architecture. Uh, I come from a family of engineers, basically starting from my grandfather, who was, uh, you know, uh, an engineer, he was designing dams, he was like a chief engineer uh, in the Tamil Nadu Electricity Board, my uncles. So right from the school school years, I was actually drawing plans. In fact, one of the houses that I designed, I, I think I was in the 11th standard, it, it just got built. Uh, yeah. oh, nice. So architecture was pretty, pretty uh, uh, sort of uh, logical next move for college. Um, that uh, that said, uh, so Anna University was uh, my bachelor's education. I didn't take a master's education because I, I always felt that, uh, this is my point of view, uh, that architecture is uh, an applied an applied uh, science. Mm -hmm. So um, the, rather than the theory, I somehow felt more uh, attracted to the, the, the practice and learning more through the practice. And um, so to your question, uh, so after after college, immediately after college, I think I, I moved to Dubai. Um, so I, I've worked much less in India, although I, I'm exposed to, to the way architecture works in India. Um, and so uh, my understanding of architecture, of course, uh, it has changed uh, through the years uh, because you're always uh, you're always learning. And uh, um, architecture is interesting because it's 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 a perfect marriage between art and engineering yeah so creativity and science um so it's not all art and it's not all science uh but eventually what you conceptualize has to uh be a usable functional reality for someone someone is going to stay there so the roof should not leak the plumbing should not, I mean, the plumbing should work, the air conditioning should work. So it's, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting marriage between creativity. Um, so both are equally important. Um, the, the creative side, because you don't want to live in, uh, you know, sort of uh, concrete jungles or, you know, boring buildings. Uh, uh, you want to, uh, um, uh, be fascinated, uh, interested, uh, and eventually happy because I, I believe that's the ultimate goal of uh, architecture. Uh, so it's not a uh, it's not an egoistic uh, um, uh, practice or a profession uh, because you're always designing for someone else. So uh, I don't get to to sort of uh, too much select what color you like. So you select what color you like. So I. I, I I sort of, uh, it, it's a service industry and somehow um, I, I try to fulfill your needs 
So part of um, being a successful architect is, is to try and understand your client and to understand your client's requirements uh, and his taste even. So I, I mean, many of our projects, we, we ask clients to sort of show us or give us a Pinterest board of what, what he likes. So you're actually sort of trying to get into his mind uh, uh, and, and read his taste, uh, which is why uh, at least the buildings that I work on, uh, they're all different. Yeah. Uh, and you will see even in terms of style, because every every project is unique in terms of the client and his requirements, and as well also the site. So uh, the site also tends to dictate, uh, uh, you know, the way the project evolves. So... Um, this is uh, this is I think in summary architecture yeah okay uh, thank you for that and you've worked in India and you've also worked in Dubai for many years how would you compare the residential architecture of the two of the two um, countries well India is a big country and uh, it, it's uh, I think India is catching up in a, in a big way um, when I um, you know uh, but still uh, a long way to go. Uh, so Dubai is, is sort of, uh, you know, sort of uh, the happening place in terms of uh, architecture, technology, building materials. I think you have all the latest uh, stuff that's happening around the world here in Dubai. Yeah. Uh, maybe India is, is, is sort of uh, a couple of steps behind. Uh, and also what I, what I think the main difference is, uh, is that, uh, uh, so the documentation... Uh, here in Dubai is pretty similar to what you would have in the UK or the US uh, uh, or Europe, uh, where you have a set of documents. It's it's called a tender document, uh, which are fairly detailed. So there are no uh, arguments or, or fights uh, and claims uh, um, during construction. Everything is written down. Everything is specified. Uh, it's pretty systematic. Uh, so for a, for a tower, you would have a drawing set, which is about 400 to 600 drawings just to, to build a tower. I mean, uh, that's the level of documentation, which probably in India is, is, is not that uh, uh, detailed. Um, many a times I've seen in India, architects uh, sort of leave a lot to the site. So they, they just draw an initial outline and, and then they go to site and they start building. And while they're building, they sort of start troubleshooting and fixing problems and addressing problems. Now, this is okay when you're, when you're dealing uh, in a small scale, but when you're dealing in a project that's, that's really large, um, uh, a million square feet, two million square feet, very large projects, uh, you, you can't afford to do that. I mean, you just have chaos. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's the big difference. Okay. And uh, what were your first impressions of Dubai's architecture, mainly skyscrapers? Mixed uh, mixed reactions actually because in, in Dubai you have you have uh, oh, the good the bad the ugly you have everything yeah. so um, uh, but um, uh, you know particularly of, of, of late I mean you have uh, also many of the international uh, consultants architects uh, who have their buildings here uh, Sir Norman Foster has got a couple of buildings here uh, Jean Nouvel uh, you have uh, Zaha Hadid so you have a lot of star architects. Uh, uh, doing buildings here in Dubai. So, I mean, you have the best and then you have the not so good as well. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it's, it's a mix uh, like anywhere else. Okay. And uh, could you comment on living in and designing skyscrapers? Are there any impacts on people's mental health, etc., when people are literally skyscraping? 
and it's so quiet and it's so distance and it's so the sorry the distance is really really far from the city because if you look at a city everything happens pretty much on the ground you have the restaurants um leisure centers everything's on the ground and you have residents living up top so can you tell about the impacts of mental health well actually it's not it's not so uh uh, detached from uh, uh, usually it's the other way around somehow because uh, if you're living in a skyscraper if you're living in a high-rise uh, tower it means you want to be in the heart of the city you want to be in the, in the center of the city and, and and you want to somehow for example even walk to work uh, there are even people who sort of uh, live and work in the same building because you know so um, it's 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 the people who want to be in the heart of the city, right, right in the in the most uh, expensive prime retail space, uh, who uh, somehow tend to live in skyscrapers. Uh, and 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 I think it's 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 true uh, even if you take New York or or, or Dubai uh, cities like that. So when you you have the more low rise uh, in the in the suburbs or outside the central business district or outside the happening place so uh, so if, if you want to live in a in a, in a house uh, with a garden and a backyard uh, you have to somehow commute uh, to work i mean maybe a half an hour one hour drive out of the city center so that's 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 the uh, 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 the difference um, and i think there are pluses and minuses in both uh, the pluses of living in a, in a skyscraper is, I think, uh, well, one of the biggest advantages of view. I mean, you have wonderful views, I and mean, yeah, sometimes yeah. you have the sea view, you have the views of the sunset. I mean, it's, it, it's fantastic. I mean, to wake up to that, uh, that's that's a big advantage. Um, uh, again, these so the, the the big advantage is also that you want to be in the heart of the city in the happening place yeah, so yeah. uh an elevator you're just an elevator away from from the most uh, busiest uh, uh, center of the city mm. you have everything near you i mean you don't have to take your car to go grocery shopping or if, if you need even the basic of things uh everything is available just down downstairs so these are all pluses um, the negatives i think one of the negatives is is, is that okay so you're dependent on lifts uh, lots and lots of lifts. Uh, you have uh, so I think the the if if a tower is is uh, designed well, you have sort of the tower broken down into sections. You have the you know the low rise sections served by separate lifts and the mid rise and the high rise. So uh, you have to go to your bank of lifts and and that takes you to your floor. Um, it does get busy. So uh, if you see in COVID times, uh, you can actually see queues outside the lift uh, banks wow. at, at, at uh, peak times. So you, you can imagine. So it's not, it's not this is one of the uh, uh, negatives of, of living in a tower. You're dependent on the lift and, and, yeah. uh, and, and the time it takes to, to sort of get to your house. And I think the other, other con is that uh, you're somehow detached from the ground, from earth. Uh, it makes a big difference uh, to have a garden. Uh, I mean, these are luxuries you you can't have in a skyscraper. Yeah, uh, you, you're sort of uh, um, stuck in a small uh, space. Uh, it could feel claustrophobic at times. Uh, um, and uh, also, I think the negative is uh, uh, interaction between people. 
because in a tower, I mean, you're, you're just going to an ele elevator and then down to a lobby and then, or, or even sometimes directly to your parking. You, you know, you're not even going to the main lobby. You're yeah, just going yeah. to the elevator and into your parking level mm -hmm. and you take your car and you go, you're out. You don't meet neighbors. The only, only chance you have to interact with people is in the elevator, <laughs> which lasts maybe uh, a minute or, or two in elevator, right? Depending on how high you, you live. So that is definitely something that is uh, that that you will miss when you when you live in a skyscraper. Whereas, I mean, if you live in a neighborhood, I mean, you 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 always constantly meet your neighbors, and you're, yeah. you're going out for a walk or a jog, and you have your private garden. Um, definitely, I think uh, um, there is a big difference, um, and I think the the uh, the trend is also if you're a bachelor and and, and you're working you're young a uh, very small family you tend to more sort of live in skyscrapers yeah. or tall buildings and uh, and the more you, uh, the, the larger your family gets i think people start slowly moving into uh, you know independent houses with gardens for kids to play and and to watch socialize um, in terms of i think mental health i i think uh, uh, I don't know if uh, uh, it's, it's been studied or, or, or recorded, but uh, uh, I definitely feel that uh, this is my personal uh, uh, understanding that uh, that disconnect with the ground, uh, with earth, uh, does does sort of uh, impact you in some way. It should. Yeah. And uh, from what I've heard in the papers, there appears to be a race across the world for building more and more skyscrapers. What are your views on that? Well, uh, I think uh, it may be true. I mean, there is a race. I, I think it's it's just to sort of get some sort of a crown or, uh, or sort of prize, uh, prestige of, of having the tallest or the, you know. Uh, but beyond that, I think uh, people are starting to look at it more sensibly uh, and they need to. Definitely, they need to look at towers and skyscrapers more sensibly. Uh, for example, to add in more um, uh, communal community spaces like sky gardens. You you might have seen a couple of projects yeah, where you know yeah. they've introduced sky gardens where uh, you know people could actually sort of uh, interact with each other, spend some uh, you know uh, time outside of their you know uh, claustrophobic uh, sort of cell. Um, yeah. uh, so I think. It needs to be done sensibly, and uh, I feel that we have to differentiate uh, between uh, residential tall buildings and uh, office buildings. Because uh, if you if you're just working, uh, I think you can afford to go. Uh, uh, I mean, more. You, you, it's easier to 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 have to work in a in a high rise building than to actually live in one. Okay. Um, for many reasons um so that that that's a differentiation uh i for one uh am not a big fan of uh, high-rise buildings uh it may be okay for uh very busy areas of the city it may be okay for office buildings or sometimes even hotels where where, where you're just staying a night or two uh but i'm not a big fan of residential high-rise I, I don't think it's it's the right way to go i think you should sort of live close to the ground yeah. um this yeah. makes it easier for people to access transport, um, shops, restaurants, and everything if they're on the ground instead of being up in the sky. True. Um, it's not 
Uh, well, it's actually uh, not exactly that way, I think, at least in, uh, for what I've seen here or even in the U.S. Uh, so uh, if you're on the ground, uh, the problem is because of the low density of the build, uh, you would have uh, a shop or, or a grocery shop or a supermarket maybe a kilometer or two away from you. So you actually have to drive to uh, the supermarket. Whereas if you are actually in a high rise, hmm. uh it's much easier to access the supermarket because you'll have one just below you. I see. Okay. Yeah. And uh, do you have any final words for budding architects in the audience? Oh, <laughs> I think uh, one thing I would definitely like to share is that um, it is a big responsibility. I, I, I always share this with my colleagues and, and my juniors that uh, any mistake you do as an architect, uh, you build, uh, whether it's a house or, or an office building or a public building, uh, any mistake that you do in your design uh, is going to affect uh, all the people who are going to use this, whatever you have designed, uh, for the rest of the life of the building. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know, for example, uh, you know, our community uh, uh, mosque, uh, you know, the, the driveway is not designed properly. So every time everybody takes that turn, they, they hit the curb. It's such a simple thing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so but you didn't do it right. Mm-hmm. And so imagine the number of people who are going to curse the architects uh, who have actually drawn that up. So it, it is a big responsibility, um, uh, whatever you do. I mean, I've, I've noticed, you know, I mean, bad architects are more than good architects. So uh, it's always... The, the assumption that as soon as you have a degree in architecture, you are a good architect. No, mm-hmm. it's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, like anything else, I mean, uh, people believe that uh, the moment you have a medi- medical degree, you are a doctor, a good doctor, but no. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 the good part of it is, is something that you develop. Uh, it means you have to do things responsibly. Uh, you have to care and and, and have, have an understanding of, uh, of of the people who are going to use it and make things comfortable for them. So I would rather that my clients or the people who are going to use the building that I design, I'd rather that I uh, that they're happy and they're they're comfortable and and uh, you know uh, it's sort of imagine if you design a house or a building well, uh, you you're actually making the inmates of that building happy every single day of their lives. I and mean, they get yeah. up in the morning and they feel happy yeah. because they're, they're in a good space. They're in a happy space. Uh, it makes a huge difference. Uh, and, and we get to uh, to sort of control that, uh, which is why it's, it, it's a huge responsibility, I feel, uh, uh, to, to create um, spaces that uh, make people happy. They're comfortable to use. Uh, they... they meet the functionality uh, that that is demanded of it. Uh, okay, thank you, Fawaz, for your wonderful insight into skyscrapers and architecture. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I will see you next time. That is me signing out. Goodbye.